Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm Brad Stevens here with Dr. Timothy Laredo. And today the question that has been asked is, what is biblical stewardship? Yeah, so stewardship is a word that is not often used, but it's a thoroughly biblical theme. And the word simply just means a manager or somebody who's a uh, been privileged to take care of something that they don't own, but that's been given to them. And so we're going to look at this and uh, see some biblical principles, and then I want to point out some habits that biblical stewards should have, and I pray that you will steward this episode well by listening to it, learning from it, and applying it, and blessing somebody else with this episode. So stewardship, it, I usually think um, money, monetary, mm, like yeah. managing finances, but I was talking to you earlier, and that's part of it, but not quite the whole we're going, what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, you know, you think about the word stewardship, it's really not a word we use a lot in our mm. modern vin- vernacular. Mm-hmm. It's the it's only word... got like castles and <laughs> medieval vibe. Yeah, or, you know, I mean, really, unless you're within a biblical framework... Uh, you go to church, you probably don't know the word stewardship at all. It's probably mm, not a part of yeah. your vernacular at all unless you go to church. You say that and someone goes, you're what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but when we think about stewardship or we think about a steward, really all it is is a manager, somebody who is in charge of somebody else's uh, belongings. Somebody else owns something and you are – stewarding it you're managing Mm. it you're responsible for it but it's Mm. not yours so definite distinction that it's not yours right yes that is a huge distinction yeah so So right off the bat we're thinking of it way differently than i was thinking about yeah so um, so, this is interesting yeah so you know so stewardship literally it's just a manager you're a manager you're a caregiver you're um a person who has the privilege of being responsible for something that doesn't belong to you, okay? So, we think about stewardship. I want to just kind of strip some of the uh, starchiness from that word and some of the, you know, like, vagueness from it that that can be, you know, attached to it or the oversimplification of it, as you mentioned, is it's just about money, Mm -hmm. right? And it does involve money, but it's it's a lot more than that. Basically, it's this idea of you're, uh, you're in charge of managing something for somebody else, and this is a responsibility that you've been given. And so, if you think about it, from the very beginning of Scripture, we find that humans were created to be God's stewards over his creation. Mm, going back to the garden. Yes, going so back, going back to, to Genesis, book of beginnings, right? where we always end up going back to, so God sure. gave Adam a job to do. Yes. Yeah, and, and you see it in, in Genesis chapter one, the Bible says, God says, you know, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over, okay? So this manager, steward type uh, idea here, God's saying, we're going to make man, and we're going to let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And then in the next couple of verses, God says, and the Bible says, God bless them. Okay, so this blessing is, a t- is attached to stewardship. God says, and the Bible says, and God bless them, and God said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth subdue it, rule over it, again, that idea of managing, stewarding uh, the fish of the sea, the birds, the sky, and everything that moves on the earth. So, from the very first page of the Bible, we find that God has created humanity to be stewards, to be managers over that which God has created, and that God has created commissioned us to to rule over to manage to steward that which god has created and he he gives us a blessing to do that that this is your job and i am i am i'm blessing you to do that i'm commissioning you to do that and so it's this that blessing is a gift that god has given humanity 
that God has given humanity this awesome gift, this responsibility to steward what we don't own, what we didn't create, but that God has done all of that and then put us as stewards, as managers over God's creation. So, what do you think about that framework, that idea that God made us stewards, managers over creation? Like that from the very beginning, the very essence of who we are as humans is designed to be that. Well, it kind of creates a problem if you want to be lazy <laughs> and not not work and not have a job to do. Mm. But I d- So, how does that factor into maybe a global warming and mm. a animal rights activist kind mm. of mentality. Mm. It seems to kind of go against that in a way. Now, I'm not saying we should be abusive of the environment or animals in the world, but mm-hmm. what's your kind of thoughts? Kind of a random... Well, some would actually say it argues for it. Yeah, okay. Because uh-huh. as stewards and managers of God's creation, mm-hmm. if we are damaging what uh-huh. God has created, yes. we are not uh-huh. stewarding well. We're not mm-hmm. managing mm-hmm. well by by um by creating or doing things that are in 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 harm to God's creation. I see. So actually a lot of people would argue that there's a good biblical case for it from that perspective. Um that's a whole nother episode. That's a <laughs> yeah. whole nother uh can of worms there. The big idea is, you know, frankly, a lot of Christians don't view themselves as the core of who they are is someone who is stewarding God's creation, what God has made. Um, they, that's a framework that is foreign to them. And, but it's a completely biblical idea, and it's something, as we're going to find out, this biblical stewardship, it's, it's from the first page, it's all throughout Scripture, is this idea that, that, that it's all God's, but that God has given us this responsibility to um to rule and reign with him in mm. this idea of stewarding what God has created. And if we think about stewarding from the point of view that it's not about us, mm-hmm. but it's about stewarding his creation. Sure. Then really Satan's tempting was to mm. be king and steward for yourself. Exactly. I don't know what yes. that word would be. Yeah, 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 be yeah. your own king. Yes. And have your own kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, I'm trying to see that distinction there between what God wants us to do and mm-hmm. then what Satan came to entice. Sure, yeah. And so we are, whenever we are following after our own um, kingdoms, we're trying to build our own uh, way and do our own thing and go against the creator, we are, we are doing that um, in an essence of following after Adam and Eve and taking of the fruit of our own desires instead of... Uh, stewarding, managing what God has given us and following his, uh, as the owner, following his His wisdom and his way. And so, So yeah. I guess then if we look at our life, our life, sometimes I think we have this idea of like ministry is only for mm. the pastor mm. and the associate pastor. Mm. But if stewardship is of all of these things, mm-hmm. then our life should be a ministry under the king, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, yeah, In everything absolutely. that we do. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that okay. here shortly. But yes, this idea, this framework, this first introduction, I'm trying, I want us to, to see that stewardship is something that we are called to do as humans, mm-hmm. As, mm-hmm. as humans that are made in the image of God and are followers of God, that we were all, were all designed to do this and that this is something that is fundamental to who we are and I, our identity is that I am a steward. I'm a manager of what God has given and God has blessed me with. So I want to walk through some principles that are found in the Bible that have to do with this idea of stewardship or managing. And the first one, we've kind of a little bit hinted at it, um, and it's really obvious, but we really have to start here, is that biblical stewardship involves recognizing that God is the true owner of his creation. So, it, before we go super deep into this subject of biblical stewardship, we have to start with this foundation of understanding that we are not the owners, that God is the creator, is the true owner of it all. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, he is uh, sovereign, which we've had, we have an episode on what is sovereignty. He's the king. He's the, the creator. He's the owner of it all. And as such, he has the right to rule as he pleases. And I don't own anything. I don't own anything that, from a biblical steward perspective, that he is the true owner of everything. Mm, including ourselves. Including ourselves, right? Um, in fact, Paul's theology has this all throughout, um, but, but one of the places he says, you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your bodies. Mm-hmm. This idea that even my own self, my own body is not my own. Mm-hmm. You have a whole sermon series on how we are slaves to Christ. Mm, yeah, yeah. And this idea that from a biblical Christian perspective, that I am relinquishing ownership to God because it was his already, but I'm acknowledging that. I am, I'm agreeing with God mm-hmm. that I am now not my own. you can work own. tandem with that and produce great things for the king. Sure, absolutely. And, and it's, Versus fighting against the king. Yes, for sure, for king. sure. Yeah, and it's this idea of like, it was already his anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm just agreeing with him that yes, it is all yours. Like, me not agreeing with God and saying, this is mine, this is mine, doesn't actually make it mine. It's it's a mirage. It's a fake. Mm-hmm. It's this it's this um, you know thing in which I am I'm I'm I think I'm holding something, but I really never was. It's 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 really was all his. But what in biblical stewardship, what I'm doing is I'm a recognizing that I am agreeing with mm-hmm. God and mm-hmm. saying it's all yours. Man, that goes against human nature. Though. <laughs> it does, and especially if we put you know our progress and our accolades, and we mm. look to self. Yes, and it's so easy for pride to set in. Mm-hmm. But then also just to like kind of have the greedy mentality of mm-hmm. holding on mm-hmm. and Hoarding. worrying and fretting about our future mm-hmm. and our finances. When if we realize that it's all his to begin mm-hmm. with, yeah, that, that means it's his to give and take. Yeah, but I mean, we we do have to agree that. There are things we can do to hurt or help us. Sure, sure. Being stewards sure. in this kingdom. Yes, um, absolutely. That's true. But you know, Jesus talks about this uh, a lot in this theme. Uh, but you know, he he talks about. He says, "Don't you you see the 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 lilies of the field and the sparrows? They, they don't care. They don't toil. They don't. They're not. <laughs> they're not out trying to hoard things for themselves. But your heavenly Father, He knows what you have need of before you ask." And what is, what is he trying to get there? What's that root thing that Jesus is trying to hint at and trying to help us to see is, is that it's all God's anyways. Like mm-hmm. that that God God can provide for us. Um, you know, he can he can bring manna, you know, out of you know raining from heaven as he does with the children of Israel. He can provide, uh, you know, meat that he steals from the king's table via a raven and give to the prophet. Right? I mean, like. God is in control. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns it all. But you're you're right. There's there's this this mentality that we can uh, can latch onto that is a worldly mentality that says there's not enough. There's scarcity. That I've got to hoard. That I've got to I've got to I've got to have all these things uh, that 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 God doesn't have enough for what I have need of. Mm. And and that's a that's a it's a it's a subtle mindset that can creep into the Christian's perspective on this world, instead of you know having this biblical framework that recognizes the truth of the fact that God owns it all, and what He has given to me is not even mine, but it's given to me for the purpose of stewarding, of managing it well. And that's, I have a responsibility with that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that a, a, a little bit more. But scripture is, is replete with this theme that, that God is the creator. He's the owner of, uh, of everything. And I'm not going to run through all of them, but just a, a few quick ones just to help you see this theme is Psalms chapter 24 says, The earth is the Lord and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Like, it's all God's, right? Psalms 89, verse 11. The heavens are yours. The earth is yours also. The world and all it contains are yours. Uh, and then Job chapter 41 says, Whatever is under the whole of heaven is mine, saith the Lord. In other oh. words, 
whole of heaven. I mean, I think yeah. that's everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what are they trying to communicate through uh, through scripture? Is this idea that it's all God's? And so here's an important point in this in this first principle to recognize is that as the creator and owner, God doesn't need me to be His steward, but He has graciously graciously invited me to partner with him that but he wants you yes he doesn't need you exactly but he wants you yes and that is a, a, a slight distinction but a very important one i think from a couple different angles well no what, one likes to be used right you know You're like right. I, I need someone's help you know and then right. you, you yeah, call yeah, yeah, upon yeah. someone like yeah. oh really i gotta go help them sure but then like for wanting yes when we can we can feel that you mm-hmm. know when someone asks us to do something is this something that they really Need me to do, right. or do they want me there? Yes. So uh, the distinction is important from a couple aspects. One is, if God needs me, then there's something lacking in Him. Right? Ah, He's weak. It's really he, good. He doesn't have enough. He mm-hmm. is. He is. There's some deficit that He has that I have to feel. Right? And that's not true. God doesn't need me. But yes, to your point, they ask the the idea of that God wants me. It flows out of His love that God wants to partner with me, not because there's something lacking in him, but out of the abundance of his love, he's wanting to pour his love into me. He's like, you get to be involved in yes, this. Yes, yes. You get to rule and reign with me. Yes. And it's been like this from the beginning. Genesis. Exactly. And it's this love partnership that God wants to have with us. And it's something that we get to enjoy. And it's not this not just this duty that I have to do, but that God has, has from the foundations of the world, desired, wanted to partner with those who will recognize he owns it all and will humbly manage, steward that which God gives them, not for our own glory, but for his. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that's a really basic but really important perspective for us to to recognize in this first point that God owns it all and he doesn't need me but he wants to partner with me in stewardship to this point CS Lewis said something that I think is is helpful to uh, conclude this first principle that God owns everything he said this he said every faculty you have your power of thinking or of moving your limbs from moment to moment is given to you by God. If you devote every moment of your whole life exclusively to his service, you could not have given him anything that was not in a sense his already. In other words, what he's trying to tell us is this, is that as a steward, every part and everything that I am belongs to God and comes from God. Down to bodily movements. Yes. <laughs> the very breath I breathe mm-hmm. is is because of the grace of God. And if I were to give every ounce of my life to him, every breath that I have, I were to give to him, I haven't given him anything. That wasn't already his. Yeah. It goes back to just showing how small we are mm-hmm. and how infinite yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. And and really all that I get to do is I get to I get to recognize and to honor and to give glory to him. That's what I get to do. And then I I get to do uh, a partnership with him as he is the owner and I am the manager. I get to enjoy the blessings that flow from that. But I'm not giving God anything by giving him my life. Um, because all life comes from him. And so in this first principle, really wanting to recognize this foundational aspect of, from a, a biblical perspective, stewardship, the foundation of it is God owns it all.
So not only do we need to recognize that biblical stewardship involves recognizing God as the true owner of his creation, which includes everything, ourselves included. The second principle I want us to recognize regarding biblical stewardship is that biblical stewardship is fundamentally an act of worship. Okay? So, since God owns everything, and we're simply stewards of what he has put into our hands, what he has given us, that we're managing it, that means that really when we're doing that, we're offering worship. That we are saying, yes, God, you are God, and I am not. And I am doing what I'm doing for your glory, and I'm worshiping you and this act. Nothing speaks louder than our actions. Yes. And so we can say, we can wave our hands, and we could pray the right prayers, but really the truth of what we believe in, it comes through what we do. Exactly. So that makes sense that this this stewardship is things you do. Yes. It's either going to hinder or grow the kingdom of God. Yes. Whether it's through finances or time mm-hmm. or devotion. And okay, those are all okay. acts of yeah. worship. But yeah. they're acts of worship. Yeah. yeah and see. so I want us to broaden our perspective on mm-hmm. worship to see it much more than just what we do on a Sunday service uh, during song service. Mm-hmm. Right? Even at that, even breaking down yeah, the yeah. church service yeah. into individual parts. If you were to ask most Christians, what's worship? Mm-hmm. They, were to, they would say something like, yep. um, you know, singing um, or, you know, something that I do in church. Um, you know, uh, they would revolve around that. But worship is so much deeper than that. It's an act of, uh, of, of giving glory to something, okay? Because you think about it, um, I'm just going to use this example, but, but every Sunday during football season, people go to a stadium and worship something. For They're sure. giving glory to mm-hmm. a team or to whatever, right? And so those are all acts of worship, so then what you're saying is at the end of the day, we are all worshiping something. Yes, we're constantly worshiping. Mm-hmm. We are we, in we, everything that we do. We can't we help, can't. But, <laughs> help but worship. Okay. We are worshiping. We are created to worship, and we and do if that. we can wrap our mind around that, yeah. we can really change some things. And, and so when you think about biblical stewardship or managing what God has given to us, I want us to see it within the framework, a biblical framework of it's an act of worship. And the reason why I think that's so important is is to recognize that that what I'm doing or what I'm giving or what I'm sacrificing or whatever the act of stewardship that I'm doing that fundamentally it's it's an act of worship and to see it within that light I think helps to frame both the motivation of why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. It should make us stop and think mm-hmm. in every decision that we make. Yeah, and to, to help us to see that that as I'm stewarding, managing what God has given me, I am I'm 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 doing it not from a perspective of trying to, um, you know, make others say, wow, look at this, or look at that, or mm-hmm. look how well they're doing. I'm trying to do it to as an act of worshiping my creator, mm-hmm. that I'm not trying to do it for the, 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 the pleasing of men or so that others can say, wow, look what they're, they're doing. I'm trying to do it from an aspect of I'm worshiping my creator through this act. And, um, you know, I mean, you think about it, the very first commandment that God gave, he said, Thou shalt worship the Lord your God, and him only shalt thou serve. Serving is stewarding. It's, 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 it's this act of, of, of giving, right, uh, back to God. And so, uh, you know, embracing a lifestyle of stewardship of what God has given us it really flows from a heart of worship when you recognize, okay, God owns it all. He is the creator. Everything that I have belongs to him. And that as a manager, I am simply being entrusted with this thing or this talent or with this uh, job or with this time or with this money or with this child or with this whatever, right? With this body that he's given me. That, that 
what I do with it is an act of worship back to him. And, and so, from that perspective, biblical stewardship, it's both a duty and a delight. Okay, so it's this duty that I have been, I've been made responsible for because God's given it to me. And so, I have a responsibility towards it. So, it's not a have to, it's yes, a get to. It's a delight as well. And I think sometimes uh, Christians sometimes fail to, to delight in the opportunity and the responsibility that they've been given to steward what God has given them. That, you know, when you think about biblical stewardship, it's all this duty, duty, duty. I've got to do this. I have to do this. And if that's your perspective, you've really missed the heart of stewardship, of managing what God has given you, because it's an act of worship back to God, and so it's a delight. Um, Worship at its core, um, it, it has this delight. If worship is dutiful, you've missed the heart of worship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, it no longer becomes worship when, when you have to do it, right? But it's this idea of worshiping being a delight that I get to, um, I get to give my life back to God. I get to give my time to God. I get to give my resources to God. I get to... Um, to parent this child. I get to, um, you know, work this job. I get to do what God has put into my hands, and it becomes a delight. What, what do you think about that idea of delighting in the stewardship as a form of worship? Well, if you think of it in that mindset, then it should also bring a weight of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then you should be like, wow, I get to, mm-hmm. and I want to do the best that I possibly can with it. Yeah. And that's where the, the steward comes in, the, sure. the managing and doing yeah. what's right. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have that, then I don't think you're going to feel that responsibility, mm-hmm. that weight. It'll turn into what you said. It'll yeah. turn into a duty. Yeah. I yeah. have to. And there there is a duty component to it. Mm-hmm. There's this duty, you know, that God has given all of us something, right? He's given us uh, we can talk. We'll probably talk about it here later. But this idea, you know, remember the 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 parable of the talents. For sure, he's given these talents to each of these and different people, amounts, different amounts, right? Um, and so it's this idea of there is a duty associated with it. The one who doesn't do anything with it is is you know in the parable they're cast into outer darkness, right? Um, there is this destruction element associated with it, but you know, it, there, so there is this duty component to it, but when you see it within the light of worship, it frames it not just as, oh, this is something that I have to do, but again, it, it frames it as this is something that I, I have been blessed to be able to do, that God has blessed me with this talent, uh, with this resource, with this time, with this X, Y, or Z, whatever you want, all of it, really. God has blessed me with it all. Everything that I have, every bit of 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 gifting that God has given me, God has blessed me with it. And so there's a delight in that as well, because God has in 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 being able to do that. I'm offering worship to God. Um. And I think that's a framework that might be um, a little bit different for some people to put their head around. But I, I, I really believe that if you have that framework, it will, it will change uh, some of the ways in which you handle some things. So let's just use a, an example here. Okay. Well, let's say that we think about our children as something that God has given to us to manage for a period of time. They're under our care, that God has given us this ability and this responsibility. There's a duty associated with it, but there's also a delight associated mm-hmm. with it that, that God has, that, that my uh, involvement with my kids and my interaction and my, my raising of my kids, it's an act of actually worship to God, that I am that I am taking seriously what God has given to me and that I'm, I'm intentional with it, that I'm trying to, to steward it well for God's glory and that in doing that well, I'm worshiping God well. <laughs> wow. Right? And that, 
these these this this opportunity of stewarding my children is not just a duty but there's also a delight of worshiping god through that is helpful when it just does feel like duty right <laughs> yeah. cuz there are times right it's it, it's challenging or when i have to discipline my child or those things that i'm doing it in a way that i'm also i'm, I'm wanting to reflect uh, and give honor and glory to God. I'm just using kids, but literally everything, you know, I mean, everything from my body, right? Um, there's, a, there's a delight in honoring God with all that God has given me um, well, because and, and I'm worshiping him fundamentally. Yeah. You know, there comes a time when the child will make the decision on their own. But I think we have a really big part in creating the steward in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and teaching them and to be teaching stewards. Them. And yeah. th- but then they're also going to be looking at us and saying, sure. it's, it shouldn't be just a do as I say, not as I do right. type thing. For sure. And yeah. so all that fits in together. That's mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. And so principle number two, thinking about stewardship or being a manager, that God has called me to manage everything that he's given me, is that it is something that is a duty and a delight as a form of worship to God. So the third principle that I want to uh, talk about involving biblical stewardship is that biblical stewardship involves accountability. So in this partnership with God, God is the owner, we as the manager, um, and we recognize that nothing belongs to us, that since God owns it, that he expects from us to steward well that there is an accountability that is involved in, in stewardship. Um, you think about it like this. So like owners, owners have rights, but stewards, managers, they, they don't have rights, right? They are simply called to be accountable to the owner. And so this principle, we've kind of hinted at it and talked about it briefly, uh, goes back to the parable of the talents, right? And that the steward who failed in his responsibility over what God had given to him is stripped of of what they pos- what they were given to steward. And so now they steward nothing and they're cast away from the presence of God. And Paul really drives this point home in Corinthians where he talks about that, you know, we shall all appear before the judgment seat of God so that everyone may receive what is due from what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So, like, this idea that stewardship, being a steward of what God has given us, it comes with some accountability involved. That we can't just get off and say this, well, you know, I don't really care what you owner have to say, and I'm going to just do my own thing and think that it doesn't have any consequences associated with it. That is being a foolish steward to think that, um, you know, what, what Psalms 19 says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God or there's no owner. The fool has said, I'm not accountable to anybody. And I can do whatever I want and it not have any, any ramifications. That's what a fool says, that there's no owner. But a wise person, a wise steward, recognizes that it all belongs to God. And that when I, in this, this mindset, that, I, that I'm worshiping God through my stewardship, and that I'm going to be accountable for how I steward what God has given me. and. That is, um, that is, on one hand, incredibly weighty, but on the other hand, it's incredibly, um, it's in, there, there's a lot of grace involved, recognizing that the owner knows what he's given you, and knowing what you are capable of and what you're not capable of. So, you know, back to the parable of the, the, the talents. God gives one of them five, and one of them two, and one of them one. And he's not asking them to do beyond what they're capable of doing. He's not saying, 
to the one with uh, one. Come I, back with 10. Yes, come back with 10. Mm-hmm. In fact, he says in the parable, he says, if, if you would have just taken what I had given you. Put it in the bank. Yeah. If some you, interest grow on it. Yeah, it just do the very bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would have just taken and recognized that, that I've given you something valuable and, and done your very best with it, mm-hmm. that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, to do nothing with it and to ignore the value of what I've given you and to, to bury it, to think it's worthless, is the height of arrogance to think I can take this, what God has given me, and, and do nothing with it, and that the owner is not going to, to have a problem with that, right? And so, um, I, I, so I, I want to say on both of those ends, there's, there's this accountability, which is a weight, which we should feel, which we should recognize that God has given me some some talents. When you think about talents, I don't mean just financial things, although that's true. But you know, um, talents that God may have given you of of knowledge, talents of wisdom, talents uh, uh, of abilities that God has given you. Um, There's some things in life that the consequences happen very quickly. Mm. And I do think though this is an area where we have to have a really forward thinking mindset. Yes. Yes, you know, to, to end times, mm-hmm. um, and that's hard. And it's really hard to do. Yes, you know, practically on right. a day to day. But I guess we just have to start small. Yeah, and just make you know decisions with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll it'll help. It's us. a framework that we have to continually mm-hmm. a worldview we have to build. Yes, and, and con- consistently build. Continually put it in the front of our mm-hmm. of our mindset is uh, I'm accountable before God with my life. And that, again, my life is not my own. And that, and it can be frustrating to see other people who maybe aren't having this mm-hmm. and their accountability hasn't come to check and they, yet. And it looks like they're getting ahead yes. and doing super well. And they're, uh-huh. they're uh, from a worldly perspective. And their kingdom is being built. They're and, building their own kingdom. Yeah. And, and things seem to be so much better for it's them. Hard. It's it, hard. It, it I, is. I like to try and be real mm-hmm. as much as I can. Yes, yes. And just bring a, 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 those personal feelings. They're, yes. they're real and they happen. Yes. I mean, I've had them. Yes. And, and that accountability um, is an aspect in which, should it, it, and on one level, there's a weight associated with that. And, you know, none of us are, 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 are like saying that we are perfect in this. But that's, again, where the, the other side of the equation comes with this grace aspect of it, which recognizes that I may not have done what the person with five talents have done. I may not have done the person mm-hmm. with that has two. Mm-hmm. It, but that's, I'm not being compared to them. Yeah. In fact, God, you know, in that, that parable, Jesus, he says that, that he, he tells them both that they've been faithful stewards. Mm-hmm. You've done well. You did a good job. Both of them are are commended by God you both did well mm-hmm. because they took what they had and did what they could with it the very best of their ability and so that aspect of grace and recognizing that I don't have to do what somebody else does the way that they do it but I do have to do the very best that I can um, for the glory of God and for the steward and yes there's a lot of grace involved in that but don't get off on this idea of, well, since there's a lot of grace involved, I don't have to do anything. I'm not accountable at all. I'm just going to bury what God has given me. Uh, I think what that parable is showing us is the that the, there's two things involved there. There's accountability, but there's also grace involved. And so, um, that that's a really important aspect when we're thinking about biblical stewardship is, is to recognize that um, God has given me something of um, immense value in that I have to be stewarded over is my life and all the things that God has given me. And I'm accountable to him in that. And I need to do the very best that I can for his glory, not for the glory of somebody else or not for, you know, to, so that others can say, wow, look at you, but I'm doing it for the glory of God. Um, and so to recognize that is, is a fundamental principle in stewardship mm-hmm. is I'm accountable to God and he knows 
my frame, that I'm weak, and that I'm just trying to serve him and bring glory to him through what I do as an act of worship. And so I'm using it all for the glory of God. One thing that I think is just, we've hit on it so many times before, is that people view ministry in this one little bitty box mm-hmm. of just a handful of things, and this is what ministry is. And they can name you off real quick. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said is that we've been given the greatest gift of all, this talent called life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're all given different talents and mm-hmm. abilities mm-hmm. that are unique mm-hmm. individually. And I think we need to just kind of step outside of ourselves yes. and look and see, okay, what I'm not a preacher. Mm-hmm. I'm not a singer. Right. I can't lead and direct, but I can be a help. Yes. And I can use my life that God's given me to be a help in as so many different functions and faculties. Absolutely. And that our life is that gift that we will be responsible mm-hmm. for. Yeah. And so don't fall into the the really easy uh problem of saying, ah. I can't do those things. Yes. I'm not in that area. I'm not going to be a help. Or comparing yourself to somebody mm-hmm. else, which mm-hmm. is a, a, a spiral that is not good yeah, to get you into. Never get out. Right. No, no. Your life is that gift. Yes. Which you will be held accountable for. Sure. You're so respons- if you're breathing, you have purpose. Absolutely. Greater purpose than building your own kingdom. For sure. But being a steward for his. Yeah. And to to do what you have with what you have to the very best of your ability for the glory of God. And God's not, you know, asking you to do something that he hasn't given you the ability to do. Exactly. Man, and, so good. And, and so to 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 embrace that accountability but also to embrace the fact that there's grace of the grace of God has given you what you need in order to do what he's called you to do whatever that might be. beginning uh, we've been given jobs to do we are to be stewards of this thing called life mm-hmm. that we have and we've been given some of us have been given talents and abilities that are different than others and that's to our advantage that mm-hmm. god's given me something specific yes that we, i can do it means i need you and you need me yes right? exactly it's awesome so so getting down practical to the nitty-gritty what's some things that we can do that can help us be good stewards in his kingdom yeah I'll, I'll, i'd like to quickly walk through some habits of good stewards of good managers of what god has given to us okay the first habit is is really simple, but it's it's an important foundational one, and that's just to have a thankful attitude. Just recognizing that God has given me life and given me all the things that He's given to me. If I if I really believe that, what comes from that is a thankful heart, a thankful attitude. And a good steward, somebody who is a good manager of what God's given to them, they, they possess a habit of having a thankful attitude because they realize it's all God's. And so anything that I have is because God has given it to me. And so as a steward of it, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful that God has given me, uh, given me this to steward. And it's, it's, it's such a simple principle, but it's so true. God will give you more to steward if you're thankful over the things that he has given you to steward. But if you're if you're ungrateful for what God has already given you to steward, <laughs> why wh- would he give you more? Why? Yeah, exactly. There's no reason for God to give you more things mm-hmm. to be ungrateful for. Mm-hmm. Right? But this attitude of saying, God, thank you for this job you've given me to steward. Mm-hmm. You've given me this job, and you've called me to steward it well, okay? Thank you, God, for the relationships you've given me in my life, and you've called me to steward them well. Thank you for 
uh, the money that you've given me and you've called me to steward it well. Thank you for uh, the, the, the talents that you've given me and you've called me to steward them. Uh, thank you for my life, right? Mm-hmm. All of Which it. Which is everything. Yeah. And to think of it in that framework, to think about this, this from uh, one of the habits that a good steward has, a good manager, is they have a thankful attitude, and they, mm-hmm. they're thankful for the things that God has given them to steward, and they view that as um, something to, that they're blessed with. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing to be uh, a manager of the things that God has, that, uh, and it's a blessing to, it's a blessing to know that you're a steward of those things. Like, man, God, I thank you that I'm aware that I'm a steward and that I am I'm just managing these things for you. Thank you that I'm aware of that because so many people are thinking that it's all on them mm-hmm. and that they have they are they're in control of all these things and I I recognize that I'm not and that it's just the grace of God that I have these things and the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away but blessed be the name of the Lord. Job's attitude, mm-hmm. right? And that's where we get that peace that passes understanding. Yes. To all the people that are trying to control the kingdom. Yeah. I mean, when the kingdom's falling apart, they are absolutely frantic. Yeah. But when the kingdom that you're in is maybe not working out how you want it to, you're like, hey, this, this ain't my kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's yep. his kingdom. Yeah. So he's got a principles for this. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got a plan for this. Um, yeah. I have a friend who he's been having doing a practice lately. He said whenever he starts to get upset or disgruntled, having a bad day, he just starts listing one by one i am thankful for this mm. i am thankful for, and he said it's amazing you don't get too far down the line and your your view mm. you know his situation isn't changing mm-hmm. the work situation isn't changing but his view of the situation yeah, is for sure and keeping that thankful heart that thankful mindset that's awesome yeah very good and i think it helps also to combat some of the uh, comparison games that we mm. want to quickly dive so into easy. fall into compare ourselves those pits go deep yeah when when you when you're thankful for what you have it's this it it just kills that that comparison game because you're you're thankful for what you have and so it doesn't matter what anybody else has you're thankful for what you have and what god has blessed with you so it makes that that game mute because you have that thankful attitude and it's funny because sometimes you it's it's kind of hard to start being thankful Mm. you're like I'm thankful for this. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. Yeah. But it's amazing how you keep going. Yeah. It really does change. Yeah. And that attitude, mm-hmm. it, it is helpful as you are stewarding and managing what God has given to you because it colors, it frames everything else. And so to have that thankful attitude is a good habit uh, of, of good stewards. Another habit of good stewards, good managers is that they trust God to provide. And again, super simple, nothing earth-shattering, but it is kind of profound at the same time, is is trust is a foundational aspect of this stewardship relationship. Mm. That God is the owner, and I'm the steward. Because if I'm you the don't manager. trust, it will drive you insane. Yes, and it's mm-hmm. it's just, it's foundational to this relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Without it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So Adam and Eve in the garden, the mm-hmm. reason why- They're there. <laughs> they're theirs. Yes. But the reason why they go to reach for the fruit is because they, it's a lack of trust. Yeah. There was a lie planted that said, did he really say? Yes. Is this what he really means? Yes. It came down to a lack of trust mm-hmm. that, that God is holding back something from me. God's holding back something from me that I- I, I have to have that, mm. that that is I too can be like him. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be a steward. Yes. I can be a king. Yeah. And and so you see that when stewardship breaks down, it 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 often is because of the lack of trust. Is I I don't trust that God's going to provide for me or that what he's given me to steward is 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 good or is right or is what I I should be stewarding. I should be stewarding something else. I should be stewarding what somebody else has um, because I could do it so much better or whatever. It's, it's this, this fundamental relationship that the 
owner and this manager have is built upon trust. And so a good steward is one that trusts that God has given me what I need in this moment, and what he has given me is enough, and that I will trust him in this moment that he, as the owner, knows what he's doing by giving me what I have. And so I, I'm trusting that he's going to provide um, all my needs according to his riches and glory, and that he... Trust, though, I think does need to be paired with good, right stewardship. Mm. Because I have seen individuals in life, they're very forward in their, um, uh, they're trusting in God, God's going to help them. But I look at their decisions they're making, I'm like, okay, God's having to come back. He can't, he can't move you any forward because mm. he's trying to fix everything you've messed up mm. over and over and over again. Yeah. And like, yes, you're trusting in him, but you need to make some better decisions. Yeah. So the, the balance there, okay. I'm, I'm as, Yeah, as, yeah. So I think what- there. What I'm, what we want to focus on there. Okay, so God has trusted us with things to steward. So there's trust on His side, but on our side, we have to be the good steward. Yeah, be the good steward, which trust back in God that He knows best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm just thinking of this example of you know God has trusted us to be stewards of a physical body. But the person who doesn't take care of that physical body and then says, God, bail me out with a miracle. Mm, has health problems. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't, hasn't really trusted God well to, sure. to do mm-hmm. what they, on their part to mm-hmm. steward that well. I mean, this can go anywhere, though. Finances. Yes. I mean, yep. people just dive themselves, drill themselves into debt. Right. When you know, and then, and, and and then, then they're begging them. God to help them out right. when they caused a problem. So sure. it, this this principle goes anywhere. Exactly, and and so we're trusting God, uh, and and God's gracious. He He can help us. Uh, you know, we've all done foolish things with what God has given us to manage. Mm-hmm. But the principle of trusting God that as the steward of what God has given me, wherever I'm at in this process. That that God, if I will follow Him, will provide what I need in that moment. Um, he knows all of, uh, the details about our life and where we're at, and and maybe we haven't stewarded well in, in the past. But God is gracious and He's merciful to us if we will begin to to take that responsibility and trust Him for the, our future. He will provide all that we need. Lastly, I just want to mention one more habit for uh, us to think about as those who are are showing forth um, good stewardship is simply that those who are good stewards are are examples and live out an example of stewardship to others and do that intentionally. And what I mean by that is as somebody who each of us are called to steward well, one of the things that we're called to steward is this idea of being faithful and being an example to other people. And it kind of hints about what we talked about just, just a second ago is, um, so, so say I am, have been gifted a gift of knowing how to steward a certain area well. Well, then because of that, I am given an opportunity to help other people who may not know how to steward that well in their life. And so I have a responsibility to help steward other people to be good stewards. And somebody who is a good steward, a good manager of what God has given them, wants to help other people Mm -hmm. be good managers too. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because you see see the blessings. Yes. And you see the fulfillment in Mm -hmm. doing what God called you to do. Exactly. And you want that for others. Sure. You wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. And to embrace that as a part of a what it means to be a good steward is I'm 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 trying to help other people be good stewards too. And I want to to celebrate with the person who has five talents that's turned it into five more. Maybe I only have two, but I want to help them 
to be all that God would have them to be. I want to help to be an example before them and to help help them be what God has called them to be. And so a, a, a steward, somebody who is, recognizes that, that they're called to be a steward, one of the habits of, of a steward, of a manager, is they want to help other people be good managers too. And that it's not enough to say, well, I'm doing it good. Who cares how everybody else is managing? That that you, you you kind of miss the point in that is that that God is wanting to help me to be a good steward, so that I can help other people be a good steward as well, and that living that example is something that we're all called to do in in this this life that God has given us, and so uh, I think sometimes the reason why I point this out is that sometimes we can think well. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stewarding well in some areas, in some areas I'm not stewarding well, but, but you know what? I'm doing better than some people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have any responsibility to help anybody else steward well. As long as I'm doing good, I'm, I've got it made. And I think that's a core fundamental under- misunderstanding of what it means to be a steward is Okay, God gave. I have a feeling if you have that mindset, you're probably not the best <laughs> steward you could probably be. Yeah, yeah. And to I guess what I'm trying to show us is this idea of that I'm an example to others in my stewardship, and that I want to help and come alongside them to be all that God would call them to be in their stewardship. That that part of being a good steward is is trying to help other people be the good steward that God has called them to be. And that attitude, that habit is something that um, will make you a better steward if you'll do that and recognize that I can, you know, I can help other people to steward what God has given them as I am being a steward of what God has given me. That it's not just for me, but it's for others. Paul, uh, P- Peter talked about this in talking about spiritual gifts, he says, he says, each of you have received a gift, so serve one another as good stewards of God's grace. So, you've got a gift. You've got something that God has given you to steward. So, serve one another. Help them. Make them better stewards uh, of the grace of God. And so, steward well so that you can help other people steward well and be a manager of what God has given them so that so that each of us can be what God has called us to be. And so um here's my way that I want to challenge uh, us to end this episode. So you've just listened to an episode about being a good steward. What are you going to do to help somebody from what you've learned? in this episode. <laughs> uh, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> How are you going to be a steward of this episode on stewardship? How are you going to manage the information that you've just been given to help help a friend or to encourage a friend or to, to celebrate something that God is doing in somebody else's life or to, to grow an area uh, maybe even, even in your own life, but but how are you going to steward this lesson on stewardship? That's the challenge for you today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and writing a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. This show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.